You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. And, Brian, the All-Star game is behind us. We're into the second half of the season, less than two weeks to go before the trade deadline. So a good chance to kind of regroup and and look at this Yankees team as far as big picture. Uh, So we'll do a little bit of that. And the team played well this week. Obviously a big series with the Orioles. I mean, if the Yankees are going to consider themselves – still alive in this thing. Now is the time, and uh, to be able to win a series over the Orioles is obviously big. To get the first two wins with, with some great pitching is big as well, and you tack on how well Masahiro Tanaka pitched on Sunday night against the Red Sox to, to win a game of that series, and you have basically three straight solid starts from this rotation. Tanaka on Sunday, Nova on Monday, Evaldi on Tuesday. Where does this come from? Good question. I mean, the Yankees have been waiting all year for this, so uh, it, it looks good, and it further complicates the idea of should Brian Cashman and his underlings be buyers or sellers going into this. Uh, the players have been challenged to, to show that they had something in the tank to prove that uh, there was a reason not to break up the band, so to speak, and these three games, I think you can look at that, and I don't think it tells you they absolutely must buy, but I think it also tells you I'm not 100% sure they're going to sell. So. The Yankees have been saying for a long time they have a better team on paper than they've played. They've underachieved. Uh, if they can continue to get that kind of starting pitching and score some runs like that, especially the 7-1 game against Baltimore, uh, they've been playing so many tight games that to have a six-run lead was, was quite a luxury for them. Um, if they can continue that on this homestand, especially they got two more with Baltimore, you got the Giants coming in, then they go to Houston. The schedule doesn't get very easy from here. Uh, but it's going to shape a lot of what Brian Cashman is going to do between now and August 1st. They've benefited a little bit from a banged-up Orioles lineup, no doubt, but there's still a lot of talented bats in that lineup, uh, and they've done a nice job so far through this series. Obviously, two more games to go, but if they can take three or four or, or sweep the Orioles, that is huge. And I don't think anybody expected the, the Yankees to become sellers until the very end. I mean, they're not going to – pull a move early. They're going to wait till the last second, I would think, and, and make sure that they're out of this thing. So still 10, 11 days to, to go and for this team to try to prove itself. Um, let's get into the deadline, though, because obviously they have a lot of players that, for a team that, that may be out of it, they have a lot of players that teams will be very much interested in. And, and I know we've gone over them before. You have Chapman and Miller and Beltron. But when you look at Chapman and what Chapman did – uh, the other night, to hit 105 twice, Brian, on Monday night, as far as StatCast goes, he was throwing as hard as he's thrown all season long. The fact that he missed a big chunk early in the season because of the suspension, does that make him even more appealing now? Because he seems really fresh at a point where maybe some pitchers are starting to get a little bit tired. He's as strong right now as he's been all season. That's a really good point, and He's strong to begin with. I mean, this is a guy who, was, when he was with the Reds, they pitched him five days in a row. So he, he's kind of built like a almost like a linebacker in the NFL. Uh, this is a big guy. He's strong. He's a workhorse. And he's been 
underworked, I think, uh, by comparison from what he's had in past years. So uh, whether it's the Yankees or another team going forward here, uh, you're, you're certainly getting a fresh left arm, one with a high octane velocity. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams out there that would be happy to put either Chapman or Miller in the, their bullpen. I mean, you could probably make the case there's 29 teams that would love to have a guy like Andrew Miller or Roldis Chapman. So uh, it, it, if the Yankees do choose to sell, uh, they should be in a good situation. And with Chapman in particular, let's not forget, uh, if they do wind up trading him, he says he'd like to stay in New York. He's enjoyed his time there. Uh, they could always try and re-sign him in the offseason so, and, and pick up a prospect or two uh, here. So it could be a win-win for the Yankees either way. And you would think absolutely they're going to end up getting more for Chapman than they gave up because uh, they they got a good deal. I mean, from the Reds because of the situation, because of the domestic issue, uh, he they kind of bought low on Chapman, and now he's pitching great, and, and you would think they'll be able to get something for him. Um, back to the 105 and, and the, the radar gun on Monday night because uh, seeing the game on TV, you could actually – hear the oohs and ahs from the crowd, and it seemed like the atmosphere at Yankee Stadium, those fans were recognizing that, yeah, this guy always throws hard, but wow, tonight he seems to be at a different level. And then Brian McCann was saying that he looks up at the scoreboard every time the Chapman throws a pitch, because uh, you just never know what the radar gun's going to say, and we've seen a lot of the triple digits from him. Actually, I think the 105, if you go back and look, he probably overthrew those a little bit. Uh, I don't think Either of them were in the strike zone. So uh, there is, there's a fine line there, but, I mean, uh, he's a freak of nature. It, it's fun to watch. Uh, you don't see guys throw 105. You, you just don't see that. And when you've got guys like Dylan Batanzas and Andrew Miller kind of wowed by it and, and just taking a step back and saying how cool it is to see that, uh, as Alex Rodriguez says, we're, we're watching the, the guy in the world who throws the baseball the hardest, and it, it's cool to see. So Chapman, obviously, is a chip. Miller would be a chip that would get a lot more back for the Yankees. Um, but when you look at, at hitters, and, and Carlos Beltran is the obvious guy, obviously the uh, the partial no-trade clause for him, so there's a limited amount of teams that you can trade him to without actually getting his permission first. And he seems like he wants to stay in New York if, if given the opportunity. Um, how cautious are the Yankees just as far as, hey, we need – we kind of need to keep this guy healthy because if we do decide to sell, he's going to be a guy that we could use. Uh, and and if he's to get hurt in the next 10 days, suddenly you can't do anything with him. That's true. And there's always a gamble with that. He, you remember he had the hamstring through right before the All-Star game. So uh, he was able to come back from that. And I, I, I think that Joe Girardi's been talking a lot about needing to find a DH day for Carlos Beltran, but it's so difficult to take his bat out of the lineup. I mean, he really has, along with D.D. Gregorius, he's been their best hitter. And, uh, so they certainly want to keep him uh, healthy and in the lineup as long as he's wearing pinstripes. And that, that's a real tough balancing act, I think, for the Yankees as far as looking forward and saying, all right, are they in it? Are they not in it? Uh, because if they are in it, obviously you have to have Beltran. you got to keep playing him. But if you're not, uh, I think he's a veteran bat that could be appealing to a lot of teams. There's some talk about maybe Cleveland. Maybe he goes back to Kansas City where he started his career. I think that if you came to him and said, look, we've taken a hard look at it. We just don't think it's in the cards this year. We want to put you on a contender. I think Beltron would accept that regardless of what the uh, the no-trade situation is. I, I think that this guy wants to win a World Series ring. Uh, his preference would be to do it in New York. He owns a house in New York. He, he's got the same house he had when he was with the Mets. Uh, they never left the area. But um, I, I think that 
winning a championship. He got a taste of it when he was with St. Louis. He went to the World Series, and I think he wants a ring. And uh, if, if that opportunity presents itself, uh, I think the Yankees will jump at it. Trying to go back and, and figure out when the last time the Yankees were sellers were, Brian. And, and you look at the, the last three times they've missed the playoffs, uh, 08, 13, 14. They were buyers at the deadline in those years because they were still in it uh, at that point. Um, I don't know if you've kind of gone back and thought about this. I mean, they traded Ricky Henderson away way back in 1989 back to the A's. Is that, that the last time they really had a big sale at the trade deadline, or am I missing somebody along the way? Oh, that is the last example I've been able to come up with, and uh, it certainly hasn't happened under Brian Cashman's watch. I mean, he's made smaller deals along the way that, that really haven't hurt the team a whole lot. You go back to guys like David Justice and, and people like that that he picked up in season, but the Yankees have always been buyers, at least as long as Cashman's been the GM. Uh, the 1989 Ricky, Ricky Henderson, you got to go back a long way. That guy's already in Cooperstown. So uh, I think that uh, this is an unfamiliar role for the Yankees, which is probably part of the reason why they've wrestled with it so much. Um, the Yankees' mission statement every year is they, they want to play championships-caliber baseball. They they want to be in it. They want to go to the postseason. They want to win the World Series. And, and to, to take a hard look in the mirror and say, this is not the year we need to take a step back to take three steps forward, I think that's been difficult for the Yankees, and I think that's why you still see them wrestling with it. Look, they're a game over 500. Uh, I think a lot of other teams would look at their situation and say the amount of teams they have to jump as far back as they are in division, it, it doesn't look right. Uh, the Yankees, it's not in their DNA to be sellers, so I think they've uh, they've certainly struggled with that decision. They're, uh, they're probably going to take it down the wire, I would think. How has the clubhouse kind of handled all the rumors? Because obviously it's something that, like we just said, it's not a usual thing in the Yankees clubhouse for there to be rumors about guys getting traded away. It's usually, hey, who are we going to bring in? So how is how is the mood in the clubhouse with all of this swirling? Well, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I think that uh, talking to a lot of these guys, they, they don't want their, their friends, their buddies to, to move away. And I think that once they came back from the All-Star break, there was a, a talk that Joe Girardi gave to the team and basically said that these guys need to block this out and, and just focus on winning ball games. But um, you, you've heard it said a few times here that, uh, that the guys don't want to see some trades. They don't want this group to be broken up. They know that the only way to make that happen is to show to the front office that uh, that they are capable and that they are better than they have shown. And so that that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing... Uh, the Yankees trying to win games not only because they want to keep into the playoff race and to run here in the second half, but also because they, they don't want the guy in the locker next to them to be moving somewhere else and packing up a suitcase. All right, great stuff as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.